You're listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, episode number 30. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Arisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubumi. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Iya Omileti. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Arisha, spirituality, and growth. So turn up the volume of your car or put on your earbuds, grab a cup of tea or coffee, something good to drink, and let's chat. Today's episode is being brought to you by our own Orisha Wisdom's top five things to know before choosing a godparent. It is our newest resource available to help you choose a godparent in our traditions. So how do you get your hands on it? Simple. Just go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash godparent choice. Now, this is a very special episode. This is the 30th one. It's like, wow. I didn't even think at any point that I would make it that far to make 30 episodes, you know. It's been quite a roller coaster ride, I think, for me to create and to make. But because this is such a special number, I have 30 things that I have learned in or about or within the Orisha traditions. These are not done in any particular order. They're done at random. But these are things that I have learned, and I hope that they will help you on your journey. With that, let's get started. Number one, it is very important to show up early to events or ceremonies. I can't tell you enough how many times people schedule something for, let's say, 10 a.m., and they show up at 10.15. Or they'll show up at 9.59 a.m., and they're like, I'm here, I'm on time. There's a lot that you can learn when you show up early, even to your own readings. Priests get very chatty, and if you are participating or they're doing a ceremony for you, you get to observe and learn. Number two, whenever in question, dress in white. If you are going to do something that has to do with the religion, you have never, ever, ever need to question what color or what you should wear. White is always the way to go. Number three, there was forged iron found in the Yoruba lands from many, many, many years ago. I was so happy when I found this out because it completely correlates with the fact that Ogun gave us iron and the whole story of how iron came to be. Iron wasn't found in Europe till, oof, way later. And I was just so proud that this was part of my culture. Number four, 
if going to do an abo at a priest's house, always, always bring a change of clothes. I have so many stories to tell you of people who just brought what they were asked and didn't bring an additional change of clothes or an additional change of white clothes and things got ruined, things got lost, things got stained. All kinds of fun things happen in our traditions. Bring a change of clothes. And if you can, bring an extra change of white clothes. Number five, when doing anything spiritual, if you are a woman, bring a white skirt or a sarong. A long one, please. Don't bring those little short ones. It is very important for our tradition that women wear long skirts and you just never go wrong. You never know what's going to happen. And if you're doing anything spiritual, bring something white or a skirt, something. Let's say that you're wearing a pair of jeans. You can have something to wrap around you. Number six, always have a head wrap, something to cover your head, preferably in white. You just can't go wrong with white, but always have a head wrap with you. Number seven, Always bring something when coming over to a priest's house. Never, ever come empty-handed. If, let's say, you're going for a reading and it's the first time you bring what you're supposed to, but let's say you're coming to visit a priest or you're going to do something with a priest, don't come empty-handed. Bring something. They're going to give you so much of their time. Never go empty-handed to a priest's house. Bring them something, even if it's a small bottle of honey or something for their orisha, but never come empty-handed. Number eight, the Yoruba have their own creation story. I had to put that one here because when I got started, all I knew was the creation story from the Bible. I knew nothing else, and it was very shocking and beautiful to me to find out that we have our own origin story. Number nine, a deck of cards is not always correct. Well, maybe because it's not really an Orisha reading. Truth is, everything should be verified with the oracle. If something serious comes out in a tarot reading, always verify. Number 10, a legba is not a child. All the time. People get this confused. They think that whenever there's an elegba in the house, that it's always going to be a kid and they come with the little toys and candy. Not every path of elegba is a child. It's good that when you are dealing with these energies that you learn about each one, which is why it's great that when you have an issue that you learn or an elegba, that you learn about that path. But not everyone is a child. Not every one of them love children. And not every one of them wants little cars and little toys in their altar. Number 11. Kneeling in front of a legba is not a common practice. It is true. It's usually another stance or you stand. Unless you're doing some type of a bowl where you have to completely lay in front of that deity, but that's not a practice that's usually done. That came in shock for me because I would usually kneel when I first got my warriors and then I found out, no, 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 don't kneel. So there you go. Number 12, Ogun has a soft spot for women. 
This I found out, uh, say, hmm, in the past decade. And it was quite interesting because Ogung is such an intense energy. But if you're coming to Ogung as a woman and you say, listen, Ogung, Baba Ogung, I just need you to help me. I'm a woman. I need your protection. Who better to protect me than you? And he has a soft spot for women. And not only that he has an oath to protect, but he really does. So if you have to do something with a gong, or if you have a gong at home, talk to him. If you are a woman and tell him, listen, Baba, I need your protection. I need you to help me. Who better than you? I would really appreciate it. And he does. He has a great soft spot for us. So kudos to us. Number 13, your godparent will not drop out of thin air. I know many of you don't have a godparent yet and are looking. It's not going to happen out of thin air. If you pray intensely from now until five years from now, still not going to happen. Action needs to be done. If you go online and you say, hi, I am in New York City. Does anybody know, you know, who could be a godparent for me? It's not going to happen. There are a lot of energetic things that need to happen along the way. It's not going to happen out of thin air. Number 14, the first priest you meet will most likely not be your godparent. I'm going to repeat that one again. The first priest that you meet will probably not be the person that you are with for the rest of your days. And that's okay. Usually you have to walk in through the door. After you walk in through the door, you will meet someone, you will meet someone, you will be like, huh, I like this kind of house or, oh, I'm not sure if I like this. And that is how your path begins. Number 15, priests sometimes get a big, big head when they make ocha. I want you to know that. Sometimes when a priest cross, you know, when a person crosses over through the ceremony of Cariocha and becomes a priest, sometimes they kind of get a little bigger than their own heads. Just know that people are human and sometimes this happens. Keep that in mind. Number 16, accumulating years in the tradition does not equal to a knowledgeable priest. There are priests who have 20 years of ocha and they don't know the simple mojuba prayer. They don't know how to cast. They don't know certain things that every priest should know. Just know that. Number 17, this tradition can sometimes be very inconvenient. There is a ceremony that needs to be done and you're part of a house and you wanted to watch, I don't know, Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I, maybe one day I will. But let's say Game of Thrones is on and you really wanted to see it, but there's a ceremony that needs to be done. Sorry, ceremony just is number one and everything else is going to have to wait. Sometimes there are special dates and anniversaries and birthday parties that you want to attend from your kid's school and you can't. Because there is something that needs to be done spiritually and you just cannot attend. The timing sometimes, it is awful. 
all good stuff, but sometimes very inconvenient. Number 18, never schedule anything the day of a ceremony or a book. So if you have any type of ceremony, even if it's supposed to be something easy peasy, don't schedule anything, anything afterwards. I may have told a story, but I will tell it again. One of the first, I think it was Ebos, one of the first Ebos I had to do was one of the days that was the first movie of Harry Potter. I wanted to see it on opening night. And guess what? I had to do an Ebo that day. I was trying to do my best. I showed up early, but the priest didn't. And of course, sometimes things don't get started at the time that it is supposed to start. To let you know, I made it to the movie, but I really thought I was going to burst. It was insane what I had to do. And I said, never again, I will do that. And I have kept to that because you can't plan things afterwards. Spiritual things seem to move on a different, different time zone, time just ticks very differently when it comes to spiritual things. Number 19. Yes, there are politics in the Orisha community and you will have to be aware of them at some point. Like it or not, that is very, very true. Number 20. Priests are human and they have flaws. When people get to know us priests, sometimes I think that they expect that we are Orisha walking here on earth. That may be true to an extent because we do have their ashe on their heads, but we're human. We make mistakes. Some of us curse. Some of us, I don't know, eat with our mouths open. We burp at the wrong times. Whatever our own mistakes and mishaps and our quirks are, we're human. And when you're dealing with a priest, you have to understand that they have flaws, that they're also working on their journey. And you have to kind of be compassionate to them as well, because they also have things that they're dealing with. Number 21, the price of a priest hands-on experience is priceless. There is just no amount of money that I can pay to get the experience and the knowledge from somebody who actually knows. I love my medical analogies. It's like if you have a brain tumor, There's no amount of money that you could ever pay or even be grateful to pay for a knowledgeable surgeon to take that away. Same here. I've had instances where I know what to do in a ceremony. I know the steps. I know what to do. I know everything. So I think. And then something happens and I'm totally stuck. And an elder will come by and say, huh, have you tried X? I didn't even think about X. 
that wasn't in my notes. That wasn't in the things that I've studied. I've never seen that before. How did that happen? It's experience. They saw it somewhere. They experienced it somewhere. And there you go. Their knowledge, what they have learned with their experience is absolutely and thoroughly priceless. Number 22, there is more than one way to skin a goat, and that is okay. There's more than one way of doing things. You are going to find in your journey that if your house does something, sometimes they'll say, ah, they're doing it wrong. That's not the way it's done. That is not true. That's just not the way you do it. But that is probably the way that that lineage is doing it. And if you have that understanding, you'll be able to coexist with other houses without animosity, which is part of the politics problem. It Sometimes it works. If you say a certain wording before the next or after the next, that's, that may be how it's done in that spiritual house. And that's okay. There is more than one way of doing things. Number 23, it's important to do a bows on time. Oh my God. Don't dilly-dally. Get them done. Take this from personal experience. I have dilly-dallied on a Bose and paid for it dearly, dearly later. If you get something to do, do not wait. You will understand why, especially when it gets to be something so much more complicated later on because you just didn't do it the first time. Number 24, Lukumi is not better than Isheshe, and vice versa. Either tradition is okay if that is the one that works for you. In the end, what should matter is that you have found something that totally resonates with you. That's what's important. Number 25, never ever correct an elder on ceremony or hands-on spiritual stuff, you know, Even if you think you know the right answer, watch. You might learn something. I think this goes with the whole experience thing. I knew my stuff, so I thought. And it was very humbling because I had to watch and observe. And I'm the one who was schooled at the end because I don't know everything. They do. And I have to sit there and learn from them. Even when I think, oh, wait, that's not the order I wrote this down because I take dubious notes, but nope, that's not the order. And there was still something that I personally needed to learn. Never, ever, ever correct an elder in ceremonial or spiritual stuff. Number 26, never interrupt a ceremony or an ebo with questions. It's just not the time. Just don't. Let it go. Even if you have a question on, oh my God, what that tilted over, nobody picked it up, just quiet and let things finish. That is not the time. You have to let the flow of energy continue. We're almost done, guys. Number 27, always remember the important dates of the priests in your life and acknowledge them. We're talking about birthdays, regular earth birthdays, Ocha anniversaries, or if they have any other special spiritual anniversaries, like um, their Ifa anniversaries, if they're Babalawos, all of those dates, 
it means more than you know to those priests to know that somebody remembered them. Number 28, give a call to your godparent or priest that you normally work with every now and then just to say hi, not just when you need something. This is very important. As priests, it's funny. We usually kind of like, oh, wait, they called three times in the past two days. They want something. It shouldn't be like that. In order to develop a, a robust relationship, just call them up. Hey, Padrino, how are you doing? How are things? Or hey, Iya, what's going on? How's the family? How's the cat? How's the new turtle? Whatever it is, make it a point. It is very important. Number 29, when you get good news in a reading, that means when you get a reading in Iray, it doesn't mean that it will stay that way. Many times we have to work really, really hard to keep that good fortune that appears to us in a reading. When I used to get Iray, I would be so excited, like, yes, I'm rocking it. Everything is okay. And then things fall apart. And I'm like, what just happened? I just came from a reading and it said that everything was perfect. And now, you know, whatever happened. Sometimes this is where the experience of a great priest comes because that good fortune, we have to find ways to maintain it. And just know that when you get that good fortune, it doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. Okay, so here's the last one. Number 30. When you are sure that this is where you want to be in your faith, there is no more need to explain yourself. I realized that, I guess, in the past few years. I don't need to explain my traditions to you. I don't need to explain anything. I don't need to explain my position on the why. I approach it very differently now, but I don't need your approval. I really don't care. But I understand that I am a priest and I do represent my traditions. So I just explain things more like, kind of like a professor would if you're explaining, I don't know, Roman mythology. You, this is what it was, the end. And this is what I like, the end. There's just no more on the whys. I don't need to explain it. This goes with my family. I recently had a conversation with my aunt and we love having religious discussions. She is like my parents, a Seventh-day Adventist. However, she's very open, very giving, a very lovely lady. I am so glad to be related to her. We got into the topic of religion. And she believes that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross so that we could all be saved, blah, blah, blah. And I told her, I said, Dia, to us, the Bible is just a book of stories. And you could hear her like gasping, but because we have a respect, she says, but I believe that it's real. And I said, I don't. I said, however, you believe that it's real and I respect you for it. Just like I don't 
you're still a great person and you're still learning. I think I'm an okay person and I am striving to be better. That's all that should matter. And she said, that's true. And then we just kind of closed it. End of story. When you get to that spot that there's no more explanation, I'm like, this is it. This is what you WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get. When you're so sure, there's no more of what do I do? My son doesn't talk to me or my my parents won't talk to me or my brother thinks I'm a voodoo devil worshiper. It's just, when, there's going to be a spot that it's just going to be so, it doesn't matter because you are where you need to be. There's no more need for explanations. There you go. Those are the 30 things. Well, some, this is not everything, but these are 30 things that I've learned over the years in the Yoruba traditions. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I want to thank you for your time, for hanging out with me, for supporting us, and for being around, especially for these 30 episodes This has been an amazing, an amazing ride. Believe me when I tell you, I really do enjoy making these podcasts and speaking to you, speaking to the community. I love chatting with you whenever we've gotten the chance. I love teaching. I just love sharing. I really look forward to making many, many more episodes for you. And I hope that you continue to hang out with me and to support us, to continue to leave your comments, your notes, and to share this podcast with others. For the show notes, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash 30. That's three zero. This episode was brought to you by our newest resource available, For those of you who don't have a godparent in the Yoruba traditions just yet, this is for you. Just go to orishawisdom.com forward slash godparent choice and get your resource. The five top things you should know before picking and godparent in the traditions. Don't leave it up to chance. Just know what you need to know. Did you like this episode? Did you find it helpful? Did you find it entertaining? I would love to find out. Just let me know. Leave me a review. Go to iTunes and just let me know what you're thinking. I really read each and every single review that I get and it means so, so much to me. Your comments, your thoughts, your words. And again, it has been my pleasure to be here for 30 episodes for you. Coming up on the podcast, I am so excited about this. I am absolutely bursting, bursting. We have a very special interview. You ever wanted to connect to the Orisha energies? I got someone that is going to give you that tool on the podcast. I am super, super excited. I don't want to give any more away, but maybe I'll tell you. It's going to have you swaying from side to side. So don't miss out on the next episode. And if you want to get notified, 
just subscribe. Subscribe through iTunes or Podbean or Google Play or anywhere that you play your podcasts. I can't wait. May the elevated ancestors and all Orisha bless you immensely. Odabo! Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed, and until next time.